You better behave or you'll get a lump of coal in your stocking. Be good, kids. The elf on the shelf is watching. Listen up, parents. Are your empty, baseless Christmas threats falling on deaf ears? Well, look out, elf on the shelf. There's a Krampus on campus. This goat-legged, horned satyr won't leave coal, but he will beat them savagely for bad behavior and drag them to hell. Set our ultra-realistic horned demon statue in a highly visible area as a constant reminder that he will drown your children in ink and fish out their corpses with a pitchfork, if they don't keep that room clean. Save your sanity, and save big this holiday season on your very own Krampus. Use promo code Naughty or Nice, and we will personalize your Krampus with your child's name for free. That's Krampus on Campus with a K dot com. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? They're in the computer? This is getting out of hand. Wow! Strange things are afoot. Holy potato! Listen, you smell something? Hello and welcome to the Clear History Podcast, podcast where we go on the internet and find a bunch of dumb shit about Christmas and then try to ruin Christmas for you. Yeah, fuck Christmas, man. It's my favorite thing to do is to ruin shit for you. I love Christmas, though. Christmas is the, is the most wonderful time of the year. <sighs> fuck it. But after Christmas and it's still winter, it's like, okay, we already had Christmas. Why are we still wintering? Why? So I think we should move. Yeah. But um, today we have I'm your old pal Steve, and with me as always is Hot Hands Megan. And today we have my older little sister Tina, Teeny hey. Tiny Tina. Yeah. <laughs> is that like Tiny Tim? Oh my God, it's so fucking festive. Yeah, but she's still alive. She made it past her primary years. Sorry, Tim. Tiny Tim lived, too. No, he did not. No, he fucking died. <laughs> what? He is... Well, I mean, he's definitely dead by now. No, he, like, dies, like, after Almost that. immediately. Yep. It's like, roll credits, dead. Wow, oh my and God. speaking of killing off characters, I have some stupid things Wait. that I found. Wait, before we get started... Okay. And talking about Tiny Tim, I guess, and characters, <laughs> I just had a question for you guys that I don't know the answer to yet. What is your favorite Christmas movie? It doesn't have to be a Christmas-themed movie, but it has to be the, your favorite movie. Are you trying movie. to get me to say Die Hard? Because it's that's... definitely Die Hard. <laughs> oh, yay! Oh, no, 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 no. Die Hard and at close tie would be um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Is that a Christmas movie? I thought definitely. it was a Halloween movie. Oh, no. It could be. It's Christmas time. Yeah, but it's mostly Halloween time. All right, Steven, your favorite Christmas time movie? Uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. All but, right. No, uh, me and uh, my sister's mom. We have the same mom. Yeah, we do. That's why we're sisters and brothers. But, that's uh, biologically true. Sh- we have a family tradition of I always watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger with my mom. Yeah, that that movie is terrible. But yes, we do. It's great. It's a snowman. Scares the shit out of her. Brandon... Bell, Bell. I don't know. It's great. I uh, I have a, also have a Christmas tradition around Christmas movies. I watch Die Hard every Christmas Eve while I wrap presents. Oh, you so, wait until Christmas Eve to wrap presents? That I do. Stressful. I probably won't. Th- I don't know. You know, I'm usually alone. Oh, Christmas so sad. is so fucking. But it's impressive. a tie, and I my second tie for my favorite Christmas time movie is The Gremlins. Ooh. Wait, is that a Christmas time movie? Yep, we're going to play a clip just to prove it. It is Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. 
Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. Mom called the office. No answer. Do you guys remember this? Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. Since police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. The firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. <laughs> He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. Her dad? Yes. He slipped and broke his neck. He died instantly. That is a good movie. The That's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> so she found out there was no Santa Claus. Not anymore after he yeah, died. So, uh, <laughs> Gremlins, my favorite Christmas ruining movie ever. <laughs> so how did you guys get Santa Claus ruined for you? I hope, hopefully, your dad didn't break his neck while falling down a chimney. No, 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 he's no you alive. saw my dad a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I looked just like him. Um, I found uh, presents hidden in the boat. How old were you? <laughs> I don't know. I think I was pretty old. I, it was at the new house. Uh, I don't. So I think really, I was like twelve or something. I don't remember how what age I was. I have a terrible memory. I found like those video game chairs there in the back of the boat, and oh. then I was like, "Oh, cool presents!" And then we didn't get them on Christmas Eve when we usually exchange presents. And then in the morning is when we get Santa Claus presents and. You lied to me. And I was like, uh, yeah, I was pretty bummed. I just remember my mother saying, don't you ever tell a child that Santa isn't real. Like, she was very serious. Oh, about I'm mad about about that, too. When was my kids spitting? finally was know. Was she, like, mad? No, she was just very serious. She was, like, and very, like, whispery, you know. She's like, you don't ever tell a child. Like, you know. My you, mom was you know. also, also very intense about it. Very intense. Um, I never, I don't know if my mom knows this, but I pretended to believe in Santa Claus for a lot longer than I actually yeah, did. Because I knew for how important mom. it was yeah, to her. My mm-hmm. But my parents um, told me they were getting a divorce on Christmas. <gasps> my brother. Ew. Yeah, that was great. Wait, 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 well, well, I think they also. <laughs> that's not the right I think mood. it was also like I think it was like we're pregnant. We're also getting a divorce because they were pregnant with my little brother. Oh, but that uh, happens a lot. Yeah. No. So my other Christmas, so my brother, my older brother, ruined Christmas for me though because he um, he told me to go look in this closet, and in there I found the Barbie Dead Santa Claus. Santa Dead Claus Santa. bleeding, hung himself in the wait. <laughs> Barbie, it was a Barbie horse, Barbie dream horse, and then again, my it was from Santa Claus, and I knew that it was... See, I know that morbid and Christmas go together. It's just a thing. Okay, hold on. Why is the suit red? Okay, before we get into... To cover up the blood. Before we get into the morbid (laughs) Christmas, does anyone have a favorite Christmas story? Like, from childhood? I don't know, something cute. Cute. Hmm. When I was probably, like, 
I don't know, 10 or 11. My little brother was maybe four and I had an older brother who was super into lifting weights and he was, uh, you know, like 18 or something. And uh, he had this huge box in the front, in front of the Christmas tree that was there for like a month because my mom had wrapped it early and he kept asking us, what's in the box? What's in the box? And my little brother was, was intimidated and he wanted to tell him the truth. And he says, well, I'll tell you, it starts with a W. And, you know, my brother's like, weights, it's not heavy enough. What is it? Starts with a W. He just like racked his brain, couldn't figure out, figured out. Well, Christmas morning came and he opened it up and it was a boom box. Well, my little brother had a speech impediment and he thought it was a radio for radio. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Christmas story. So, like I was saying before, Rudolph is my mom's favorite. Um, terrible, terrible show. It's a great show. I love the claymation. I know, ones. but there's tons of stuff on Facebook t- saying that it's terrible. And- oh, well, I'll tell you how it's <laughs> Why terrible, is it terrible? Is it like Rankin Bass Productions? Something? Oh, because your deformity is terrible unless it can somehow help the community. Yeah, it's exploiting his deformity to, yeah. Oh, it's not deformed. He's got a gift. Also, Fireball was kind of an asshole. Everybody on the entire show was an asshole, including fucking... Coach Donner? Yes. Gah! And fucking Santa Claus. Yeah, at first. It was an HR nightmare. Anyway, continue. Wait, who's upset about Rudolph's a disability? Are there disability people with oh, blowy noses? All or... the snowflakes on Facebook. It's basically X-Men and... It's basically X-Men. Basically. So they don't like the fucking mutants. Yeah. Until the mutants stop the Bay of Pigs. What? <laughs> right? <laughs> what movie was that where they stopped Bay of Pigs? It was the newer one, wasn't it? Anyways. It, okay. That was terrible. That has but nothing to do with Rudolph. So Rankin Bass Productions um, is did the, there are four big stories and it was... Um, the Year Without a Santa Claus. Terrible movie. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Terrible movie. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Terrible and movie. Jack Frost. And they're all in the same universe. It was mm-hmm. before the Marvel Universe. We had, before the DC Comic Universe, we yep. had yeah. Rankin-Bass. Terrible. So, in <laughs> Santa Claus is Coming to Town, it is established that Santa was abandoned as a baby and raised as an orphan by the Weird Claus guys. Remember? Doubt it. So, <laughs> what if him... I just can't pay attention to those movies. They're just so unenjoyable. Okay, so what What if Santa himself lost a child? He like was not only a lost child? child at the beginning, but then he had a kid and lost it. Who do you think that lost child could be? If I had to pick a lost child of Santa Claus. In all those four movies. And all those four Jack Frost. No. Is it that is that, that misfit elf? Nope. It's Yukon Cornelius. Oh, it's not Yukon Cornelius. The Arctic Prospector. <laughs> who helps Rudolph and his dentist friend, Herbie. Okay, shout out to Herbie doesn't like to make toys! Missy used to have a dog friend. Uh, it was in Newfoundland, and his name was Yukon Cornelius, and he was the ugliest fucking dog in the world. Because he is the son of Santa. According to this conspiracy that I found, which is very interesting. Is Yukon Cornelius also a misfit? Yeah. He's the only prospector looking for peppermint. Prospector looking for peppermint. <laughs> and don't people like peppermint? 
Yeah, but it's, it's... So he should be, like, rich. Peppermint comes from plant. And the mint plant. Yeah, so why is he mining for it? Because, and I'll tell you. Oh. He's an idiot? He, Yukon Cornelius, the Arctic prospector, helps Rudolph and his dentist friend, Herbie, on their quest of self-discovery. Yes. Yukon was looking to discover something as well. Peppermint. Which he doesn't really bring up till the end. He says gold and silver, silver and gold. But he's really looking for peppermint if you wait till the end. Yeah. Yukon has been searching for this his whole life because why? Well, we're not really sure. But when he finds it, it just so happens to be right outside Santa's castle at the North Pole. So could it be possible that he remembers the peppermint mines from his forgotten childhood? When he was a kid, he used to taste the peppermint, and now he's flinging around his axe, his little ice pick, and then it hits the peppermint. It's really loud, actually. When he watched the movie, he's like... Yeah. Okay, question about... Is Cornelius Fudge from Harry Potter named off a Yukon Cornelius? It's different universes. I was wondering if she got that name from that. Yeah. So, other other reasons. He refers to the abominable snow monster as the bumble. He never says abominable. Maybe he can't pronounce he it can't because pronounce he didn't have it. a good father. Because he learned bumble when he was a child. Yeah. And so he says, he calls it bumble. So he never learned how to pronounce abominable because he was on his own looking for peppermint his whole life. In the North Pole, what's the reason why Santa Claus is in the North Pole? It's because it's away from everybody because he's a fugitive because of that evil gray guy that says that toys are bad. Nobody goes to the North Pole. That's why Santa Claus goes there in the year in um, in the Santa Claus is coming to town movie. Wait, who's the evil gray guy? His name is... Burger um, Meister Meister yeah. Burger. Yeah, he's like, toys. I hate toys. When Funny story when I was... But he in, does like that yo-yo. He does like Fucking that Fucking hypocrite. You know what? Whenever those movies come on, I generally walk away. Me too. I, I don't love them. But when I was in Austria, my dad got a parking ticket uh, in this little mountain town. And he had a ticket that said... Uh, come to visit the Burgermeister. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm in the back of the car. They're both like freaking out, yelling at each other. And I'm like, Burgermeister, Meister, Burger. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> also, Yukon is the only character in the whole universe with red hair besides who? Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Mr. Claus doesn't have any hair. He's a big old uh, And Santa beard. Claus is coming to town. He's younger, right? And mm-hmm. it shows him with red hair. Yeah, and his wife has red hair too. Yeah. So. So there you have. Yukon no Cornelius souls. is a is Santa Claus's lost son. My so this fits the storyline perfectly because Rudolph finds his home on the sleigh team. Herbie finds his home in his own dental practice, and Yukon finds his long lost home of the North Pole. Well, I, think I hate Herbie that he is related to Cornelius, their cousins or something. I hate the fact that there's a dental practice in any of this. Because they just eat candy all the time? I just, I hate... They just eat candy all the time. They all have they, shit they teeth. They need a dentist. If anything, Herbie is the hero in all of this. And Santa is some sort of evil mastermind. What about this one? 
A close reading of Frosty the Snowman will show you that he is most likely an undead wizard of immense power. Okay, you're done. <laughs> We're done. Tina, <laughs> Tina, what did you bring today? No, no, no. no. Oh, this oh, one's no, good. No, no, this no, one's no, short. No. It's fine. It's fine. This okay, what happens great. when he melts then? I'm going to put his little so, ass in the microwave. The old top hat is a phylactery. When placed upon... Okay, phylactery. Phylact- phallic? Define. Let me get to it. <laughs> when placed upon a suitable snow body, allows the light... The, the lich spirit Frosty to possess his frozen host. He charms the children to be his thralls and seeking to sow as much chaos before his finite time expires. He torments the people of the village with his vile broomstick thump, thump, thump <laughs> as it sounds of bodies hitting the ground. So the thump, thump, thump is the sounds of bodies hitting the ground oh as their life forces are drained into the aforementioned phylactery, fueling... S- stop saying phylactery. <laughs> it's not a word. Fueling another chance at winter destruction before the change anew. Oh my god. Google define phylactery. So a, a you, lich... How do you spell phylactery? Let me fucking get to it. Okay. I'll tell you. A lich is a D&D creature described... Yes. As the remains of great wizards who embrace undeath as a way of preserving themselves. Scheming and insane, they hunger for long forgotten knowledge and the most terrible s- secrets. Basically, a lich is a being trapped in a phylactery. The easiest way to describe it is that it's a horcrux. Yeah, kind of. So it's basically a horcrux, and they get to have all their evil wizardry um, memories and this, know how to be spells this is and stuff. with Frosty the Snowman. <coughs> the horcrux is, in Frosty's story, is obviously the magician's hat that the kids find. Okay, so is Olaf? No, we're talking about Frozen. Yeah, they're all snowmen who come back. Every year. No, fuck Olaf. I hate that guy. He's fucking annoying as all fuck. So is Frosty. Frosty is a fucking snow demon. You know what? You know what? I actually... I'm good with it. So there's a couple stupid theories of uh, making... um, Well, not theories, but there's... They're absolutely true. They're absolutely theories. (laughs) They're conspiracies. And I thought it was kind of fun because they're kind of dumb. Are you sick of people calling you a Grinch or a Scrooge? Well, deck your halls with Balls of Molly and turn that frown upside down. Balls of Molly are made with our patented secret formula of comfort, joy, and cocaine to put a little Christmas spirit back on your bitchy face, you grumpy asshole. So get your Balls of Molly today. Go to DeckMyBalls.com, use promo code CLEARYOURBITCHERY for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off. A little Molly and Yay will get you through your holiday. Wow, what a great gift idea. Thanks for that message, sponsor. Perfect. I'm not sure I want to purchase it, but you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Tina, what do you have for us today? Well, did you know that everybody used to fucking hate Christmas in the United States? Don't we still? Yeah, well, I mean, we're starting to again, yeah. So Christmas wasn't always celebrated in the United States, and it was actually banned by Christians and um christmas by christians isn't that cute hmm 
So, during the 16th and 17th century, there was a war on Christmas by the Puritans who believed that people needed... Today. Yeah, people needed strict lo- rules to be c- religious and that any kind of merrymaking was sinful. And shit, anything that was happy was considered sinful back then. That's true. Still is. Yep. Um, but Christmas was a hell of a lot different in those days, and I will definitely get back to that. It, uh... I will get back to that crazy drinking pagan orgy festival of lights in a minute. Yeah. Followers of Jesus Christ in both America and England passed laws making it illegal to celebrate Christmas, calling it insulting to God because it was associated with ancient paganism. Oh, the horror! <laughs> they systematically banned all Christian or Christmas related activities including dancing, Christmas plays, games, singing, rituals and any Christmas related food such as minced pies or pudding. No well, fuck minced pies, that's just nasty it's, unless you're sweet. Well, and when they talk about pudding they don't mean like delicious jello mix. Figgy pudding, you know like Oh, give us a figgy pudding. You know that bullshit? Mm. Oh Have you ever God. had a figgy pudding? It's probably really I'll bad. give you a figgy pudding. Hey, oh. um, <laughs> this is during the Great Awakening of the 18th century? Uh, 16th and 17th century. But um, stores and businesses were legally required to stay open all day on Christmas. And there were town criers that walked through the streets on Christmas. <laughs> on Christmas Eve. No, 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 no. Not like that. Oh my god. On Christmas Eve, they were calling out on the street, No Christmas! No Christmas! I wish people would fucking do that now. I know, like, shut the fuck up. Does Trump know about that? (laughs) Trump doesn't know anything about history, I assure you. No Christmas! No Christmas! (laughs) Oh my god, I would so want that job. Um, so you can... <laughs> you can have that job. You just go into <laughs> the grocery stores right next to the Salvation Army person. Yeah, just... You ring a different kind of bell. It's like, like a cowbell. <laughs> no Christmas. What, what if you just ring a bell next to the Salvation Army and you're like, they're fucking corrupt. They're fucking corrupt. <laughs> they hate the gays. They hate the gays. <laughs> <laughs> you could literally get a fine for any Christmas-related offenses. I mean, it was it was ridiculous, but... What year are we talking? Like, this is 1769? Like, yeah, that shit, too, yeah. She Ameri- said 16th and 17th centuries. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's... No, that's too... Earlier. 16th I mean, century is like the 1500s. Nobody was even here. No. no I mean, they were here. The... America was discovered in... They didn't start doing... 1342 by your boy. No, it's 1492, and it was in the DR. Christmas didn't really start happening in America until, like, 1850. Okay, yeah. Okay, so... the 18th century to, like, the 1700s. Okay, so you understand I know nothing about history, and I don't know how... That's only... Like, I was taking neuroscience and biotech classes and all this stuff, but I don't understand shit about history, and that was the hardest class for me, was remedial history. That's why we're such a great couple, because you know the science and I know the history. Alright, so we've got these people (laughs) crying about Christmas... And do they get paid for this? <laughs> it was like a couple of shillings. But uh, Christmas wasn't even conceived of, like Americans didn't even conceive of having Christmas as a national holiday until the middle of the last century. It was a response to social and personal needs that arose during a civil war. So basically, 
they were having urbanization and industrialization. Everyone was scared about everything that was going on. And this holiday brought a sense of unity and um, soothing security. Yeah, and it could sell all that stuff that all the industries are making. Just for a short while each year, we all gathered around a big Christmas tree, and all our traditions came from all over the world from different religions, too. So, like, for example, the Christmas tree came from Germany, and um, Christmas cards is a tr- is an American tradition, and then we have gift-giving. I think that came from somewhere else, like Scandinavia or something like that. I don't know. But I think christmas the way that we celebrate it in america is really fucking american because all the traditions came from immigrants the amazon discounts amazon was not in 1800s and it wasn't during the civil war either just so you know amazon.com oh it wasn't what the yule festivities are a mixture of customs and beliefs going back way before your old drinking buddy jc was ever even born it's called Saturnalia. Yeah. It was a festival between December 17th and December 24th during the days of the Roman Empire over 2,000 years ago. So Saturnalia was a total fucking rager. Yeah, and they'd all fuck. Yeah, it was to celebrate Suck the end of... bring it back. Yeah, it was a, it was a uh, celebration of the end of the harvest. There were feasting, gift giving, and orgies. Stop winking at me. So people were cross-dressing... And I don't know why they were what? doing that. Wait, no, what? it'd be like a big, huge fuck puddle. It was. <laughs> what is up to the cross dressing, though? I don't because know. Because they'd be like, oh, I'm a lady. And then they'd be like, Bleh. and then they'd fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's every night. It was what, like Woodstock. <laughs> it was seriously like Woodstock, but like Roman style. It was fucking crazy. In the slushy mud of Italy. Yeah. In, in Northern Europe. It was a drunken festival called Yule, and it was celebrating the birth of the sun. Families were burning the biggest logs they could find. It is a big fucking log. It was a party. Um, it, uh, they were like partying it up around evergreen trees to ward off the winter depression, which is actually a good idea because who the Dude, fuck isn't depressed in the I winter? hate waking up in the morning. It's dark. Going to work. Leaving work. Getting home. Fucking, it's dark. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, I just want to have a big fuck fest with the whole community. Yeah, that's why we start a fire. We just invite everyone over. <laughs> well, you know the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year. So that, I mean, longest day of the year? It's the longest shortest night of the year. Longest right. night of the year. So that's why they were, like, partying it up. Because they were just like, fuck Ooh, this. Fuck it's so fucking that. dark. And when's that? That's the 21st? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a violent debauchery of dancing. <laughs> But the objective was to give the sun a nudge and send Mother Earth into uh, into reproducing for Holy the spring. Holy shit, we've already established on this show that you, Mother Earth cannot give consent. Right. Yeah, you can't just dig a hole and fuck it, Tina. Well, <laughs> that's what, the 2,000 fucking years ago, that's what they thought. Well, but here's, the, that that's a good plan because they're like, oh no, the days are getting shorter and shorter. And then like the high priest is like, dude, I know it's fucking solstice. Mm-hmm. So then he's like, let's have a big fuck fast and then the days will get longer and they'll think i'm right they'll be like exactly get my dick wet and they'll think i'm a magician basically their logic was if we party loud and hard enough the gods will hear us and make this fucking winter go away and then it still takes for fucking it works though that, that their logic is look spring happens every year because we do this so they kept doing it for years and years and we and still also do it. it feels good yeah everybody likes to fuck 
I mean, even elephants gotta fuck. Every every elephant fucks. Yeah, check out that episode fourteen. Every, every turkey ele- can tango. And in England, drunken mobs would take over the streets, and a beggar would be crowned the Lord of Misrule. And the mobs would bang on rich people's doors. We're still doors. talking about Christmas or just like normal English rituals? <laughs> this is Christmas. <laughs> this is how Christmas does. So they would knock on rich people's doors and demand to be served the best food and drink <coughs> they had. And if they refused, they would be threatened with Christmas violence, which is a special kind of violence. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, is that a cold sort of violence? I think it's sparkly. It makes sense why Puritans came to America they decided, when they came to America, they decided that Christmas had no place there. <laughs> like, I didn't like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was fucked up madness. But the Christmas colors are red and green because they represent male and female, infertility, and incubation. Which one's male and female? It's probably green, female, red, male. I, I don't fucking oh, know. Oh, because you get the red rocket. <laughs> and then <laughs> red berries, holly, mistletoe, and wreaths are all pagan as fuck. And um, they honored Mithra, the pagan god, so that's why they were banned by the early church. But those customs survived anyway. So, why did the Christians celebrate Christmas? It did not take much for Christians to join others joining the Solstice Fest because it was fucking lit. It was so fun. (laughs) It was lit. It was so fun and contagiously joyous that the church had to compete with an alternate festival to honor the birth of Jesus Christ. Like, they just decided... The church decided... Um, like, this is the biggest banger of the year. Let's say that it's because of our guy. Exactly. Yeah. The date was chosen by the church to coincide with the existing festival to prevent the Christians from backsliding. Even though Jesus was probably born in the spring, in the 4th or 5th century, Pope Julius I declared December 25th would be the day Jesus' birthday would be celebrated. There is nothing to prove what date, season, or year he was born, but the church, after immense deliberation over the available evidence, decided on December 25th. So, then I did some research on Santa because I got bored. Who's? So, children are taught that Santa Claus is evolved from a story about St. Nicholas. And most people just leave it at that, but uh, followers of paganism know a little bit more. Okay, St. Nicholas... Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I don't... He's just some guy. He was orphaned. Um, His parents were wealthy, and they left him his fortune. So what he did... Orphaned. Yep. His parents were, uh, they died, they left him money, Later and a kid. what he would do is, Cornelius. Cornelius. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, there, there's some lady, um, she was going to be forced into marriage, she didn't want to, so what he did was he, three different nights, he threw some bags of money into her window. That's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But, um, somehow the story got evolved into something else, but... Uh, a tough old pagan god named Odin was imagined to be an old man. Odin, the... Great Odin's raven. <laughs> Thor's dad? He had yeah. a cloak and a white beard, and he actually... I don't think he was really that fat, but... Um, Did he have one eye missing? Possibly. But Father Christmas is actually a mixture of Santa Claus and Odin. That's tight as fuck. Okay, but also... Okay, mistletoe. Loki... Uh... Mm-hmm. Also from Thor. Loki Thor's, Thor's brother. was said to have killed, is her name Frigga or Figga? One of the it's gods. a guy. No, one of the goddesses. She was 
uh, reported that he killed so-and-so's lover with a arrow fa- uh, made out of mistletoe. Yeah, so he was... So then she declared that you had to kiss or you had to devote your love when you're near mistletoe or something It was something one, like of, that. one of Zeus's... Or not Zeus, but Odin, I guess. Odin, one of Odin's sons, like, starts with B or something, I forget his name. But he was supposed to be indestructible. So all the other um, Nordic gods, including Loki and Thor and stuff, like, they would just fuck with him. And they'd just, like, throw shit at him because he couldn't be killed by any... Because uh, there's like, a spell or something that said that he couldn't be killed by anything. And of all the different things, they would try to kill him all every day, all day. That's all they did was they were just fucking with this guy because he would never die. And the only the one thing that did kill him was mistletoe. Weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, I'm talking about that's his Achilles uh, Achilles okay. heel was the mistletoe. So it's the same story. I just it's huh. a different no, it's a different story because out of that was born love. It's Frigga, I believe, was the goddess's name. Anyways, whatever. I don't know. But, so, anyway, um... Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> so, some people believe that Santa is an anagram for... Satan! Satan. <laughs> it absolutely is. Zoe, who wrote that today? My dog is Satan. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be no, my... No, it's my, like sat on a my log. My dog sat on, but I, which is also <laughs> disturbing that my dog sat on a log. It's, it's a really simple sentence for... Fucking five-year-olds, right? Come on. My dog, Satan. Well, you know, they're breaking. he's breaking into houses late at night, wearing long, kinky boots. Oh. Ooh, my. He has dodgy preference for small children and psychotic reindeer. And then, I don't know why, but this website said he had militaristic nicknames for the reindeer, and I don't see how they're militaristic. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner. Blitzen. He's blitzing your... He's bombing you with Blitzen. Oh, Dancer. Is that really militaristic? It sounds yeah, a little Dancer. He's like, was dancing around, shooting people. Alright, alright. And then, <laughs> and then Santa's little helpers, the elf, they must be fallen angels in green tights with Spock ears, elves, evil, the devil. You see the connection here? Wait, why are uh, elves, elves evil? evil? I mean, I don't know. This website says they are. I love the internet. Yeah. So, uh, it could be argued that anyone who replaces Jesus Christ is the Antichrist. You know, like televangelists. So then um, I searched, is Santa the Antichrist? Because that website was starting to suck. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> Satan. We rabbit- How many more pages do you have, Dina? You told me to go like 15 minutes. And yeah, I was like, it's been a fucking hour. And, okay. No, you're fine. No, it's fine. Well, Santa the Antichrist. And yes. so it said, Santa this Christ. this website was cracking me up. It was um, <laughs> mostholymonastery.com backslash Catholic. And um, it said, <laughs> Satan devised one of his most diabolical, ingenious ideas yet. Substitute Santa for Jesus. <gasps> And then it says, Santa Wouldn't Claus- it be funny if they did like do like a nativity scene and it was just like a fully grown man <laughs> with a big beer belly and he's just like, oh, ho, ho. it says that Santa Claus is coming to town is actually proof that Sa- Santa is Satan. You mean the movie? No. 
You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. No, it used to be Santa Claus is going to town because he was fucking during Saturnalia. Satan Claus! (laughs) Jesus Christ! He was going to town on the whole town. According to this website, this song proves that Santa Claus is the Antichrist. Is that not amazing? That's like the website that I saw that said that mo- Monster Energy Drinks was like the devil. and it like I love, have you ever like seen that YouTube where it's like stuff? a lady trying to explain the theory of why <laughs> Monster Energy Drinks are the devil? It's that's hilarious. like a topic that I'm going to cover Do you know later, how many Illuminati videos that I have watched? Oh my god. Uh, as many as I have, I'm you sure. You can find a triangle most everywhere. Everywhere. But yeah. So Your eyebrows right now. All the way raised. Okay, so Saint, Santa, Satan, synonymous. So basically it was saying that like this, he's making a list, checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty or nice. I just want an excuse to sing. You don't need one on the show. So like, so, <laughs> so that's God's list of if you go to heaven or hell? It's basically saying like, you better be good because Satan can manipulate you and I don't know. He's like comparing himself to God. That's what this was saying. But just for the record, that article was published in 2004. It has no comments. It like has no reads. So, except for Tina. Yeah, except for Tina. Cause, They're um, wonderful listeners. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. I gave him way too much credit. But yeah. But prior to 1931, Santa was depicted in many different ways. He had tall, gaunt man and a spooky looking elf he had a bishop's robe on he had a huntsman animal skin Uh, there was a civil war cartoonist named thomas nast who drew him in harper's weekly in 1982 as a small elf-like figure 1982 1862 i'm sorry i have dyslexia all the time they just lexed that up he supported the union as an elf-like figure apparently but uh, this guy continued... At least he's on the right side of history. <laughs> he uh, continued to draw Santa for 30 years, changing the color of his coat from tan to the red that we know him as today. So Santa has been featured in Coca-Cola ads since the 1920s. That's, so that's, why, that's why he turned red. That's the image, is for red for Coca-Cola. Now, I did my research, and I actually went on the Coca-Cola website, and they said that he was wearing red before Coca-Cola changed Liars. him to red. But... They're also um, poisoning everybody with their poison liquor. But anyway, liquid. Coca-Cola actually did give us the Santa Claus that we know today, though. They did uh, an the ad, ad campaign. They did an ad campaign, blah, blah, blah. Um, the way that they designed it was they took the night before Christmas, Twas the Night Before Christmas. It's not actually what it's called. The poem is called A Visit from St. Nicholas, actually. Which is yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Charles Dickinson? Dick in Sin? That's not who wrote it. He did not write that. His Night name is Clement Clark Moore, actually. Oh, wait, Charles. Oh, I was thinking about the Scrooge. But anyway, uh, that's. Dick in Sun? <laughs> that's disgusting. It's just his name. <laughs> what an Oliver twist of this story. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where they got the image of Santa Claus was from that poem, and Coke claims that. Uh, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they just chose red because that was their color, but that's not why he was, I mean, he wasn't red before Coke. It was, it was, been, had been red before Too then. much Coke. 
Rosy but yeah, there cheeks. was there was cocaine and coke. Everybody knows that. Bloody nose. Sure. Rosy cheeks. Sure. But yeah, you're really upset about Satan, Santa. Satan, red. Who isn't upset about Satan? Santa, red. We will be right back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Geraldson, president of the Public Library Education Bureau for Success. We understand that life gets busy, and it's easy to fall behind returning books, especially if you're busy with a girlfriend. That's why we are holding a Library Amnesty Day for all public libraries, Saturday, December 29th. Bring our books back this day and avoid any penalties or fees before the end of the year. From all of us at Plebs, please bring back our freaking books! <laughs> Thank you, and we'll see you December 29th. We're going to talk about some uh, other traditions outside of uh, Santee Satan Claus. We're going to travel to Iceland. Oh, cool. The land of fire and ice. And green. And green. And in Iceland, they have a Christmas witch. Yes! (laughs) I love witches. Named Grilla. Ooh. And Grilla is an ogress. She's this ugly troll ogre lady. They never say she's old, though. Like, she's not necessarily old. She has layers. She's got many layers, like an ogre, like an onion. <laughs> and she lives in the mountains in Iceland. I and love her. Grilla loosely translates to the growler. But I'm just going to give you an overview of her. Okay, sorry, real quick. When you say growler, do you mean like... Or do you mean like... A big old jug of beer. Yes. Okay. All right. A growling jug of beer. She's a giantess or an ogress or a troll. She causes terror and danger. And kids in Iceland are fucking scared of her. I love it. They should be. Um, I don't think scared of her. Uh, yeah. She's she is described as having. 15 tales, or there's different numbers of tales she described as having. It depends on the poem. Um, It started in the 13th century. Um, She has hooves, uh, possibly a lot of tales. In one poem, they describe her as having 15 tales, and on each tale, she had 100 balloons. What does it mean? And every balloon contained 20 children. What? Is this like the Baba Yaga of the Atlantic? Uh, kind of. So she, I mean, she is a cannibal. Yeah. Of uh, the Icelandic mountains. And I want to frame the, picture of her in front of my Christmas tree. If you want more accurate information, go and read about There's Icelandic ornaments folklore. Depicted. I actually ordered a book about Icelandic folklore because I want to learn more because of this. Of, you ordered it? Yeah, I did. Uh, so <laughs> she... She's like, I don't know if I, I don't know what I want for Christmas. I don't have any ideas. And then you go and you buy some crazy ass book. Yep. Put it on the list. It's been listed. (laughs) I don't believe in Christmas anymore. You don't believe in Christmas? (laughs) Look at a calendar. After this episode. (laughs) But, um, okay. So she's this crazy ogre troll lady, possibly hooves, possibly a lot of tails, but you know, the one thing that's universal is she has an insatiable hunger for children. Mm. So, so she comes down from the mountains, from the, her mountain dwelling, 
And the the traditional story is she eats bad children. Takes bad children in her sack, takes them Krampus. back to her mountain, uh, eats out their stomachs, and then turns them into a stew. And they taste better than the good children. Yeah, so she, I mean, originally, like, she wasn't associated with Christmas. It used to just be, like, you didn't know when the Grilla was going to come for you. But eventually it's like it started... campfire story to keep the kids close to camp. Right, but eventually she started being associated with Christmas. Um, and then over time, she became associated with some other things, like, have you guys ever heard of the Yule Cat or the Christmas Cat? No. Really? You alluded to it today, you're like, the Yule Cat. Yeah, so the Yule Cat or Christmas Cat, um, again, I'm not, not going to go in depth, but basically this cat is a cat that comes to town on Christmas Eve, I believe, in Yule Icelandic culture. Yule Cat is coming to town. And it's also uh, likes human children, but basically it checks to see if you've received, maybe it comes on Christmas Day, whatever. It checks to see if you've received any new clothing. And if you don't... So, okay, in Icelandic culture, it was like, if you were... How you were given gifts is if you were really productive and you were helpful and you worked hard, then you would get new new shoes, new clothes, new underwear, all of that. And if you were a lazy child, you wouldn't get those as gifts. And the Yule Cat... It sounds like the bourgeoisie is coming up with fucking propaganda to keep the plebes in line. Maybe. But the Yule Cat, if the Yule Cat saw that you were a lazy child and you didn't receive any new socks, any new underoos, any new clothes for Christmas, you were fucked and you were going to be eaten. But on top of the Yule Cat being associated with the Gila, Grilla. The Gila monster. Not Gila, Grilla, <laughs> who would eat the fuck out of you. Um, and she had a husband. Sexual. She had several husbands <laughs> who she ate when she got bored with, but this one husband she kept... He was known, and she was known, they they presided over this group of sons called the Yule Lads. And they, in original Icelandic culture, were a lot scarier than they are the, now. The Yule Lads, including Yule Old Pal Steve. Yes. Which is my name during the month of December. How festive. <laughs> Basically, like, I'm just going to give you an over... Now, they're not so scary, and they... in the uh, Grilla is not so scary. They've made them more of a Christmas. They santified them, if that makes sense. So, now... Satanified. The 13 days leading up to Christmas in Icelandic culture, they put their shoes out, which is kind of a Dutch tradition, and um, if they've been good, then the... Yule lads leave them candy in their shoes. Mm, if they're bad, then they leave 6th. them a rotten potato. So it's kind of evolved over time. But originally, we're going to talk about these 13 Yule lads. I'm going to give you a rundown of what their names and kind of I their kind of um, personas were. One was the sheep coat Claude. So he tries to suckle on no ewes, which are female sheep, I believe. In the former sheep sheds, but he has peg legs, so he's kind of inhibited. The second one is the gully gawk. He steals foam from the buckets of cow milk. Um, he hides out in ditches or gullies and waits for an opportune moment to run into the cow shed and lick the foam off the milk of the milking buckets. So then we have the stubby. <laughs> he's short. Old stubby. 
unusually short, and if your pie pan is missing, you can bet the stubby stole it to eat it. So he steals food. These people are so bored. They don't have the internet. The spoon licker, he licks and thieves spoons. The pot scraper, uh, petty thief of leftovers. The bowl licker. This one hides under your bed and waits for you to absentmindedly put down your bowl so he can steal it from you. Also, they say that Icelanders used to sometimes store bowls of food there under their bed, convenient for midnight snacking. Ooh, nice. Uh, The next Yule Lad is the door slammer. He stomps around and slams doors, keeping everyone awake. And then you have the Skir Gobbler. Skir is Icelandic yogurt. Um, He ate your yogurt. Terrifying. (laughs) Then you have the Sausage (laughs) Swiper. He's going to steal your sausage. He could be the same person, just stealing multiple items. You better hide it. (laughs) Then you have the window peeper. Um, He's Marty McFly's dad. He's watching you right now. Yeah, he could fall and almost get hit by a car. This is terrifying. I'm going to have nightmares for you. uh, The next Yule Lad is the doorway sniffer. He uses his incredibly large nose to sniff through doors. (laughs) Um, he's looking for the traditional Icelandic Christmas bread. I expect you to make sketches of all of these. I might, I might. And then we have the meat hook. His literal name is the meat hook. And these are all translated. But, um, this fellow always brings a hook along with him in case he can steal meat. Makes sense. I and am then the meat smart. hook. Smart. Smart. The meat hook is a self-portrait of me. He snatches that shit up. And last we have the candle beggar or the candle stealer. So he used to steal he used to steal candles and he followed them around so he could steal the children's candles leaving them in the dark. Okay. So these guys uh used to be really fucking scary back in the day because that's bet. all stuff. It's a fucking yogurt, um, yogurt and thief. They actually passed a law, I believe. You forgot it, one, Megan. The skier thief? The Hamburglar. Oh my god. <laughs> the way you know that I'm coming as the meat hook is that I smell like bacon farts. <laughs> oh, so these Yule lads, they used to be scarier. And the, especially the gorilla, like the, she used to be scarier too to the, the point that they actually passed a law. I believe it was 1746 saying that you can't fucking perpetuate these stories anymore because they're horrifying. <laughs> They'd yeah. be like, she's going to get your intestines and I'll post a picture on Instagram but there's this one painting of the Grilla well, eating a baby. You're in trouble for, for continuing the story. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, I think she's more interesting than the Krampus. Yeah. Um, they even said that icicles are named after the Grilla. They said that they're the candles of her, that they should use icicles as candles because that's what resembled what was in her cave. She's just basically just this folklore monster that's been perpetuated, and now it's been santified. So now, now the thirteen Yule lads are actually like thirteen uh, semi mischievous Santas. Instead of leaving coal in their shoes, they'll leave rotten potatoes in your shoes if you don't pay. If you're not good, but how great would it be in terms of getting the kids to behave? Of instead of saying if you're not good, Santa's 
not going to bring you presents to say, if you're not good, the gorilla is going to come out from those trees behind the house and she's going to drag you into the forest and eat your stomach and then boil you alive and make you into a stew. Oh my God, that would be a snowflake's heyday. It was like you got a rotten potato in your shoe, you just take it out, it's not a big deal. All right, that's what I'm saying. How great would it be to terrify our children with these stories? If you don't, if you're not good, that window peeper is going to peep in your windows and you're going to steal your sausage and you're not going to eat dinner tonight. And then if you're really not good on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, you don't, you're not, you're lazy. You don't get new clothes for Christmas. That Yule cat is going to eat you a fucking alive. Mm, I think the vegetarians would be fine though. And the gorilla is going to take you back to her house. She's going to cannibalize you. Oh, damn. I mean, I wish sometimes that we had these dark figures. I feel like they'd be better. If only there was some way to terrorize my children with threats of violence and cannibalism. Maybe it'd be better in life. Damn it. Too bad we're American. Too bad we have Santa, who's a dick fuck. Yeah, I don't like... Santa's kind of gross. Well, we got Elf on the Shelf. I hate Elf on the Shelf. And don't, if gonna, it, I will not get it. Anyone listening, shelf. don't ever start that. I'm Even if you get it as a gift and you feel guilted into it, I'm don't start do it. it. Because now I'm ready to go upstairs and tear the Elf on the Shelf apart and let something else in the house cannibalize it. So the children are like, what happened to Elf on the Shelf? And I'm like, well, Jeffrey Dahmer ate it. And now we don't have Elf on the Shelf anymore. Uh, but you got mom. Problem solved. They named it Leonard. Gross. I mean, it was the same year Leonard Nimoy died that we got him. So, rest in peace, Spock. You're now... Live long and prosper. An elf on the shelf that I hate. Well, speaking of things that people think are true but aren't, I have my fast facts. Oh, gosh. Do it fast. So, here are five fast facts that are untrue. Oh, what's the fun of that? Number one, rabbits eat carrots. Oh. That is not... They like lettuce. Not necessarily true. Rabbits can get sick from eating them because they have a high sugar content. Number two, camels store water in their humps. No, their humps store fat. Their kidneys and intestines store water. They can go like seven days without... Water, they can go like three weeks uh, without food because they have all the extra fat or whatever. Sweet. Oxygen we breathe comes from trees. That is not true. The ocean is responsible for 70% of the oxygen we breathe. It is produced by phytoplankton. I believe that. Number four, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. False. That was just a marketing campaign to sell cereal. Yeah, screw cereal. It's gross. Yeah, I don't really... We don't really eat cereal in this house ever. We don't eat breakfast. The girls do before school, but on the weekends we don't really... No. Unless I make a big breakfast and then I'm like making omelets. (laughs) And number five, St. Patrick... Was Irish. He was actually Welsh. There you go. So, sorry. Uh, I was upset about it. Mm. Uh, nothing about Christmas is true. We should just stop celebrating it. 
become one of those uh, radical Christians who don't believe in Christmas? Well, I think Christmas is fun. I like Christmas. It's American. I just told you all that shit. Yeah. Do you have any additional search terms, baby? No. <laughs> you shouldn't be searching things this uh, week on Christmas time when you're with your family. You should uh, turn off your fucking phone. Yeah, do How it. How about that? Turn off your phone. Turn off your computer. Spend some time with your family that's outside of these pagan-ass scary rituals that we all uh, partake in. And if there's nothing that excites you about the holidays, at least you get those nice Hard liquor packs. from Clear No, those liquor packs where you get the bottle of Jack and then you also get two little, like, rocks glasses. Those are pretty hot. You gotta wait till they go on clearance after the holidays. After the holidays, that's when you stock up on your shit. So... Make sure you take advantage of those sweet, sweet liquor deals. And other than that, we're going to skip a week. And we'll see you after that for the new year. 2019 is going to be a fucking banger. So get your ear holes cleaned out. Q-tip them shits. Because it's going to be fire. I hate you. Bye. Bye. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Don't miss out this year's 2018 Saturnalia Bang-Up. We're bringing in the highest talent, the lowest talent, any old who's it, what's it. We're coming out and we're gonna come in and out. That's right, the Saturnalia Bang-Up. Tickets just $25 if you sign up now. Limited space available. There's only up to 200 people in this bang-off. So don't miss out on the Saturnalia bang-off this Sunday, Sunday come day.